You're listening to the Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. Hello, everybody. This is T-Wise. I'm here with my mom, Deb. Welcome, everyone. Hey, Ty. And uh, we are excited about uh, today's podcast. Uh, we've got an interesting start. I have no idea what we're talking about. Mom uh, wanted to be catch, catch me off guard a little bit. So, uh, Mom, why don't you take it away? Well, I was driving to a hair appointment this weekend and thought about our podcast. And we're always looking for new topics and something that might be interesting. So, Tyler, today we're going to talk about something um, that I think it could go a lot of directions But this is the topic that I'd like to break down today. Control Z. Living our life with Control Z. And for those of you who do anything on a computer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If there's someone out there that's like, what? Let me, let me just briefly explain. When you're working in a Word document, um, I think you can even do it in Gmail or Photoshop, any document. If, if you, produce something or type something or say something and you don't like it. All you have to do is select all and hit delete and you can get get rid of it completely. The cool thing is though, if 10 minutes later you decide, oh wow, I didn't want to get rid of all that or what I'm doing now I don't like as well, you simply hit control Z and you have it all back. And you can actually hit control Z, control Z, control Z and go back several mistakes and pull it in. So it occurred to me, is that how some of us are living our life? We we make decisions in a day and maybe in an emotional moment or maybe just uh, because we're frustrated, we hit delete. And we quit on something, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, we, we just quit. But here's the thing, Tyler, I was thinking about in real life, there's no control Z. Yeah. There's no, oh man, I changed my mind. I want all that back mm-hmm. like it was. And so that's my thought. I thought maybe we could break that down and talk about it. Okay. I like it. Control Z. So, so basically what you're getting at is that unlike being able to use that function on a computer in real life, there is no control Z. So if we give up on something or we delete something out of our life, it's a lot harder to control Z that back into our life. Exactly. I'm just, I'm sure everyone got that off the, off the bat, but I'm summarizing for myself on that just to make sure I'm with you on this. Okay. Well, and here's the thought. I, I wonder if sometimes we don't make the mistake of thinking that we can live our life with control Z. Mm -hmm. We can say, um, Let's just take you and I. We have a discussion and uh, I don't like the way it goes. So I I just kind of delete you out of my life for that moment. Okay. But I might delete you by saying some things that shouldn't be said. I just want to go back to the way it was yesterday Mm -hmm. before I said all that. Well, kind of like you and I this morning. Kind of like this morning when you, when you, you <laughs> when called you were me wrong. <laughs> when you called me up and said, "Where are you at?" Because we had miscommunication on our timing, and um, you thought one thing, I thought another, and 
you know, we had a little beef going on in the morning. And I just deleted the call. And yeah, so, <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could control back, yeah. back to yesterday? Yeah. No. Um, well, so interesting thought about that. Um, I, I definitely can see a lot of areas of life where that applies, but uh, can we take it a different direction real quick? And uh, so do you know who the comedian Kevin Hart is? Yes. Okay. So I saw a video with him doing an interview and usually, you know, he's not a very serious person. Everyone knows his, his stand-up, his movies. He's just over the top all the time. He's a hundred percent on go, 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 go. Um, but this particular interview was different because he was actually really serious during the interview. And it was a side of him that I, I don't know that I've seen a lot of. Hmm. And the thing he was talking about is in life, every single morning, the thing that you have to remember is it doesn't matter how you feel, what your outlook is, what's going on in your life, what your circumstances are, the sun's still going to come up. Hmm. The sun is still going to come up in the morning, no matter what. It doesn't matter what the world is doing, what new laws pass, who's present. Nothing matters because the sun is still going to come up in the morning. It does not care about us. And in the night, the moon is still going to come up. Every single night, the moon is going to come up. Even if you can't see it because of the clouds, it's going to come up. So every morning, sun, every night, the moon. And the point he was making is that no matter what you're going through, there is a fresh start every day. There's a fresh start every night. So, so in a way, we do have a control Z. And that control Z is by not carrying over the things that happen into the next day. Uh, you know, there's another guy, uh, Rob O'Neill. Um, okay, but wait, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Can, can you come back to Rob? I will. Well, so here's, here's my thought on this. What you're talking about takes discipline and that's what the world, um, I don't, I think that's one of the things the world is walking away from. We don't want to put the effort in. We want to hand out in so many ways or a hand up or, um, but to do the discipline takes effort. So like to see the sun when it's cloudy, mm -hmm. I have to make a conscious decision to live in that, that sunlight, so to speak. And I, I have a story and I want to share with you what I learned from that. So just recently I was in a situation and um, I had a moment of self-preservation a moment where I, I was prideful. I was so full of myself that that's the only way to say it. It's all I could think about were my rights. And I didn't like what was being said. And so I just walked away from it. Thank goodness I have disciplined myself over the years to not do the natural thing. Because for me, I don't know about you listeners, but for me, when I, I hit that point of frustration it's so easy for me to just go inward, to just start ramping up my thought, my self-talk and, and to try to get even people to come alongside and support the way I think. Mm -hmm. But I've learned over the years to discipline myself when I hit that, that wall, so to speak, to go to the word of God, 
And so I pulled back, I got alone and I got in my Bible and I, not only was I disciplined to go there and I have to admit, I don't always, but, but I try to make that a habit. I, I didn't want to just throw out a scripture. I'm just going to see what God has to say. It wasn't one of those moments. It was a moment where I intentionally looked up scriptures on humility because I knew I was struggling with pride. I mm-hmm. knew I was struggling with what I wanted and what I deserved. And sure enough, the first scripture I turned to, you can always go to Ephesians to get your head on straight. And it talked about putting others first in all things. Mm-hmm. And just that moment helped me get a different perspective. But I am so thankful looking back on that moment that I didn't type out a bunch of stuff or spew out a bunch of stuff that was in my head and that I was thinking because like we're talking about, I'm not sure there would have been a control Z. And thank goodness in that moment, I, d- I didn't need it. There's not a big mess I have to go clean up. It was pretty internal and I've worked through it, mm-hmm. still working through it. Well, why do you think we try and pull people along with us in situations like that? Well, because misery likes company. I, I, I think it's a natural tendency because when people agree with you, then it gives you permission to be in, and stay in that misery instead of someone saying, no, you're wrong. And then all of a sudden you got to snap out of it. It just gives you permission to stay in that state and, and say, yeah, see, I, this isn't my fault. You know, this is happening to me. That's a good point. We're always talking about surrounding ourselves with the right people. And so having someone in my life that can speak in and say, okay, well, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but have you thought of this? Because mm-hmm. that's the kind of people I really want to surround myself with, not just people that validate my prideful. Right. And and we don't, you know, I think we're making a point not to be really political on the show. Yeah. Um, so this has some political context, but uh, it's not meaning to go a, a political route. So when you're talking about taking up a cause and it could be a cause of anything, right? A, co- a cause of politics, a cause of faith, a cause of uh, whatever it might be. The, I think the more and more the reason people are so caught up in being a part of a cause, being a part of a movement, being a part of something is because when you can focus your attention on that, it's less time you have to spend focusing on yourself and the things that you know, you need to be working on. You know, the old Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror, mm-hmm. right? Be, be the change you want to be or be the change you want to see in the world. Like we've, we've gotten away from that aspect of, okay, I need to fix myself first. And I need to work on myself before I can help other people. And we've gotten straight to the, well, I'm going to ignore my own insecurities and the things I know I need to work on. I'm going to focus on everybody else and try and fix everybody else. Yeah. And uh, uh, so again, it's that kind of herd mentality of, what we were just discussing, hey, if I can get other people to agree with me, then I'm getting permission to to keep doing this. And I don't have to self-reflect. I don't have to think about why I'm so miserable myself or why this particular circumstance is affecting me so much. You know, maybe I absolutely hate my job. Right. But what is keeping me there then? Is it because they're paying me just enough that you know, it's hard to leave that money because it's paying the bills. It's taking care of my family. 
but I know that for the next 20 years, I'm going to be unhappy? Or is it just fear that, you know, like, I don't know what's around the corner. So if someone tells me and I get a bunch of people to agree with me and say, no, just stay there, man, you're doing fine. Then I don't have to face the reality that I'm miserable. Yeah, that's, and that's a, another topic. So let's go back to what were you going to say about Rob O'Neill? Okay. So I, I love these. If you don't know who Rob O'Neill is, he's a, a former Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6, um, known as as the man that pulled the trigger and shot Osama bin Laden. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to see him speak in person. And, uh, you know, I just have the most uh, most respect for any uh, military service. Uh, but the SEAL guys are, are just insane. They're on another level. But through their training, they learn so many things, so many phrases, quotes, catchphrases, different things like that. And one of the things that he says all the time when he's discussing leadership and overcoming things in life. And, you know, if you look at all the things, all the different missions he went on, um, he definitely has some some credibility to be able to say these things. And one of the things that he says is, you know, are you having a bad day or are you having a bad moment? You're turning into a day. Uh. And when I heard him say that, man, it just stuck with me because so often, you know, like this morning, you said something on the phone that really um, hit a nerve with me and it it really upset me. <laughs> and then right off the bat, you called me out and were like, well, are you going to let that affect your entire day? Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because no, it, I'm, I'm having a wonderful day and I need to focus on that. That was just a bad moment. Well, and yeah, that's a great point. It goes back to your illustration of the sun coming up every single day. And I get to choose whether I see it or I focus on the clouds or I focus on wonder how long it will be out or I wonder if it'll just be one day. You know, we just can go down that route so so easily, but, mm-hmm. um, well, so let's, let's talk about this control Z. Um, do you think Tyler that because we're such an instant generation nation, whatever, and, and things can happen so easily, so quickly that that instant gratification has really taken on a life of its own and, consequently that's kind of what's happening when we make these decisions to just and when i say delete somebody out of my life i'm I, let me give you a situation i'm thinking of so you know where my head is on that i recently um found out that one of my good friends young young married has a child another one on the way separated from her husband and i'm sure words were said i don't know any details but i'm sure words were said and uh, a few days later, one of them wanted to do exactly what we're talking about. They just said, you know, I changed my mind. Control Z. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. But there's they're in pieces now. Right. They're going in different directions. Uh, thank goodness they're in counseling and working on it. But that's what I'm trying to say. We we make these, which is exactly, I think, what Rob's pointing out. Mm-hmm. We have a moment and we turn it into a day and then we turn it into a life. How do we stop that? Yeah. Well, so 
I'm sitting here actually looking at a keyboard. <laughs> and the, here's the interesting thing. The delete button is so easy to access. And mm-hmm. everybody knows what it means because it, it says delete. Yeah. Until you said what control Z is, I didn't know what it was. Really? I didn't know you could do that. Oh. So I think everybody knows how to delete things from their life or how to separate or how how to, um, you know, just get rid of. But uh, the traits, the characteristics of, of a metaphorical control Z in your life, I think knowing how to do that is hard. Mm. We don't not equipped enough with the tools and, and, and the things to be able to do that. So if, if we're talking about marriage, for example, it's really easy for us to uh, let things fester. And then all of a sudden, you know, we snap on our spouse. Right. Um, but it's really hard to have the tools to mend that and come back together and communicate well and do all the things that we need to do to not allow that to happen. That's where the hard work comes in is, is learning how to do that stuff. That's that is such a good point. It takes me back several years when um, it was a, we used to own a print shop. And at that print shop, uh, our whole family was there. So it was mom, dad, your dad, me, uh, brothers. It, it's just a family shop. And often we got along so well, we worked together so well. I mean, we, we did this for over 30 years. So it's pretty amazing how we got along. Right. But to be very honest, there were days when your dad would fire me. He would get so frustrated. <laughs> he couldn't take it out on anyone else, but he right. could turn to me and fire me. Well, I think you got fired, what, like at least 10 times? Oh, I got fired so many times. And <laughs> usually we'd laugh it off or we'd fix what was wrong. But one day in particular, dad got upset at something I had done. And, you know, he said those words. And in a weak moment, I said, fine, done. And in my mind, I was being fired from life as Debbie Wisen forever. I was just done. In that moment, literally, I was done being part of that family. I remember walking over, grabbing my coat and purse and keys. I walked out, I got in the car and I went home. I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I walked into the house. I marched over to the phone, picked up the phone, and I called my mom, who lives in another city, another state. Yeah. She was so glad to hear from me. And I said, Mom, I'm booking a flight and I'm coming to see you. And uh, I'm going to be there later today. And she was so excited to have me come. And so I hung up the phone. And I no sooner had hung up the phone than it rang. And I almost didn't answer it because I was, I was afraid it was dad or, you know, I don't know what I thought, but I grabbed the phone and it was mom. And she said, mom is in grandma. Yeah. Grandma. And she said, honey, I, I have one question. And I said, what's that? And she said, why are you coming? And of course I burst into tears and I'm, I tell her that. Jeff fired me and I'm just done with this. I can't take anymore. And I'm coming home. And she goes, well, listen to me. You can come home for any reason, but that one. So I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm not going to pick you up at the airport. You're going to work through this Mm -hmm. and hung up on me. Hmm. She just, she totally deserted me in my time of need. And it was the best thing that she could have done. Right. Because I had no money. 
I had no options, so I had to stick it out. And the funny part is, about that time, the doorbell rang, and it was Jeff's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the whole family was involved. But your dad and I worked it out, and we're stronger from it. But that, you know, if I could have escaped to my mom's, I don't know where we'd be. Right. Uh, so I, I think sometimes... We just have to stick it out, but people around us enable us to quit. Right. Very true. Very true. So a great example of that is um, I see so many parents now that are so quick to jump in uh, and rescue rescue their kids. Yeah. And, you know, it's, hey, so-and-so made fun of me on the playground. (laughs) Boom. Parent takes action. Talking to the other kids' parents talking to the principal, whatever the case, uh, as opposed to, okay, how'd that make you feel? Let's talk through it. Uh, is there something you could have done differently, you know, in that situation? Why were they coming after you? You know, talk it out with your, with your child. And, um, and there's always, always going to be bullies in life. And if, if you are always stepping in, they're never going to pre- be prepared to face those bullies later on, whether it be a boss or someone in a relationship or, or a friend or whatever the case. And, you know, it starts so young. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it goes back to how are we training and how are we equipping each other with the right tools to be able to take on life? Yeah. And let's not let's not be misunderstood. So for the listeners, just hear us. We, we are not saying that there are not times to rescue your kids. Absolutely. I mean, we could give you example after example of where we've done just that. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying sometimes just saying, take a deep breath mm-hmm. and get, let's go back. Say that quote one more time from Rob, Rob O'Neill. Cause that is so powerful. That's what we're talking about. So we need to stay focused. Yeah. Are you having a bad day or are you having a bad moment you're turning into a day? Yeah. So we just have to help each other grasp those moments and not let them become life lifetime choices. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so powerful. So controls Z. That's a, that's a new one for me. So, yeah. so have some fun with that. Yeah. I hope you guys will just kind of think about that. Basically what we're saying is, Actually, Tyra, you, you kind of took it in a different direction that I hadn't thought about. And I like that because maybe one of the things that we want to leave with our listeners and with each other is that fact of, okay, how am I going to, after I've deleted something and there is no control Z, how am I going to get it back? And what hard work is it going to take? What discipline, what effort and be willing to, to pay the dues to get that back? that relationship. And there's nothing more important. I, you know, I bet we have listeners out there who are in relationships that are completely broken down, whether it's with a parent or a child and, and no hope of ever restoring it. And I just want to say, there's always hope. Mm-hmm. There's always hope. It, it might just be a word. It might be uh, lifetime changes, but don't give up. You know, don't give up on relationships. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in this week. And as always, we hope that you're able to take at least one thing away uh, that you'll either think about, ponder, um, 
hopefully even be able to apply to your life because as you guys know, we're all about building you up, uh, breaking things down to build you up. And, and that's our mission is, is just to give you at least one thing you can take away and, and uh, apply to your life. So yeah. thanks again. And uh, as always, we love you guys and look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Deb and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone it might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.